Nutramedical Report. That interview with Matthew was great. I hope it stimulated you and made you think about things. I'm going to post up links to Ibogaine and to uh, Harmaline uh, as well in the interview so that it will be available for you. Um, and uh, what are the latest stories? Because I've got your, your news items here, and we always have some remarkable things to talk about. Uh, let's go over the, the key issues today. Well, I think the key issues are the, uh, the uh, radiation. Uh, I have some information about uh, nuclear power plants and also the fuel that they use. And, of course, it's been a very active week as far as earthquakes go. Right. And uh, the uh, climate, I mean, it's just a, you just cannot believe what the jet stream is doing. It just is unbelievable. It's surrealistic. And, of course, the FBI can't, can't, uh, can't undo bleach bed. And apparently uh, one of the candidates used bleach bed to clean their computer. The FBI can't, can't get in there. Now, what is bleach bed? Tell us, is it a program? It's a free uh, program, and uh, it's in the public domain, and you can download it. And what it does is it <clears throat> it does it it helps users delete file files in a way to prevent recovery and hide traces of the files deleted. And uh, so, <laughs> uh, you know, this is just another way. Oh, excuse me. Can you can you take it? I got a doorbell. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's interesting. And of course, we're going to talk about a couple of other issues. Zika cases reported in the U.S. in August. Uh, the uh, climate issues about the Arctic ozone hole. Uh, there's also a hole north of Siberia and western Greenland. The jet stream forms high over west Greenland. Significant wildland uh, fire potential in South East. Um, October, November, 2016. Seismic activity, of course, for the week of the 17th of, to the 23rd of, of August. Earthquakes for the week of 19th to 26th, including the extreme dangerous 6.2 earthquake in central Italy. Um, the uh, UTC uh, west of Chalk, Burma, 52 miles deep. Another giant earthquake, 6.8. That's a big earthquake. Uh, radiation, of course, we talked about at St. Lucie, Florida, Watts Bar, Tennessee, and Robinson, South Carolina. And uh, the event at 52195, Arkansas nuclear tornado effects, and uh, degraded safety items uh, caused by uranium buildup, and nuclear power plant uh, on storage dump uh, for hot radioactive waste. So there's a lot of issues to cover today. So, Anne, let's get, uh, let's get back. I'm sorry about that. I've been waiting for this delivery. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, okay. Uh, so bleach bed is a, uh, it's in the public domain. And anybody can go up there and download it and use it. But it certainly makes it seem like she deliberately, uh, it undermines her claims that she only deleted innocuous personal emails from her private server. Anything that she says is a lie. It's very obvious that the foundation was set up and this web server was set up so that they couldn't do a correct connection to the State Department and they could call out emails that would indicate pay for play and corruption going on within the Clinton Foundation and her personal business. Uh, it, you know, I think we need to change all of Hillary's signs, and I'll have to pay for it. Hillary for prison 2016, not for president. <laughs> and we need to make sure we literally put a fund together for orange clothing. The only clothing that we should we have this special funding is, we don't care if you make it into pantsuits, dresses, uh, nightgowns, 
that it all has to be orange. Okay. <laughs> you like that, eh? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll personally help to pay for it. I mean, I think, and and you know, uh, Hillary Clinton is, and I've seen her on television. We actually had one of the uh, Fox News people this morning. I looked at it, and she was lying on screen about how I. She tries not to tell lies. She was talking to Chris Wallace, and you could see this panel of thirty people, and they were scoring numbers, and you can see the numbers going down like dropping over a cliff. When she's lying mm-hmm. about lying, it's like she lies about her lies about lying. It's unbelievable. She and when she's even caught red-handed, she continues to lie while she's in the process of being caught. It's like mind-boggling. I mean, you know, it is mind-boggling. It is, and, and two-thirds of Americans don't trust her and think that she's totally untrustworthy. Yet, a lot of these what are called democratic zombies are still voting for her. Are they suicidal? Do they want someone like this near the nuclear football and making personal decisions about uh, potential enemies like Russia? I mean, uh, this is not rational, people. Uh, it really isn't. No, it isn't. And, and, and then what we've done is we talk about State Department activity. What, what and this is again tied to nuclear. The actions of the American government, including the State Department, when they're doing transfer of weapons with uh, you know, Senator Stevens, it's similar to what's going on right now in, in, in Turkey. There's a, a nuclear depot with, I think, around 73 nuclear warheads that are or nuclear bombs and missiles. They're in this U.S.-Turkish base, and they haven't transferred them yet. And although Turkey is acting thoroughly like it's now in the so-called sphere of influence of Russia, and Russia wants to make a deal, yet we're not going to talk to Russia. We're acting like they're a potential enemy, and even saying this week that, that America will shoot down Syrian and Russian jets if there's a conflict in this recent area where uh, Turkey is now invaded into Tur- into Syrian air- space and trying to create a, a no-fly zone. I mean, this is literally asking for World War III, and it could start as early as the next hour or tomorrow. I mean, this is how nuts uh, Obama, who pretends he's this wimpy character when he's not, he's just a, I call a meat puppet, and the same with Hillary, who's completely demonically possessed. This woman has no conscience, no rationality, no ethics, no ability to even see the truth, even if it hit her like a brick in the side of the head. It's unbelievable. I thought it was unbelievable when Turkey invaded Syria. I, I didn't see that coming. No, neither did I. I thought this was something way off. I mean, and yet at the same time, Turkey invading Syria, why would they do that when Erdogan is supposed to be making deals with Russia and going to allow the Russians to go to the insulate um, air base that's shared with America? It's like... Uh, Erdogan, you're nuts. Uh, he really is a psychotic nut. And, uh, you know, this is going to blow up in their face. All right, let's go to radiation. Yeah. Okay, you remember Chernobyl. Chernobyl. And, uh, when Which means wormwood, out of the Bible it says, and, and, uh, and they were all poisoned, one-third of the waters of the earth were poisoned by wormwood. Chernobyl. <laughs> okay, hot standby is what Chernobyl's nuclear plant was at. Um, They had had, for some reason, they had had to shut it down, and they had put in the control rods. Uh, And when you do that, um, xenon is uh, produced. Uh, The iodine-135 in seven hours uh, puts out a beta, and it turns into xenon. 135. Or it that poison arrives for a while, too, doesn't it? The half-life of xenon 135 is nine hours. Right. Now, normally, you know, a half-life is 
in nine hours, half of it has decayed. In another nine hours, another half has decayed. Right. So normally, we mul- normally what I do is I multiply the half-life by four. Mm-hmm. In this case, it would be four times the mean is 36 hours. Right. 36 hours is, is what, uh, a day and a half. And uh, and so uh, the people at Chernobyl were uh, were <laughs> the people in Moscow were calling the people at Chernobyl and saying, "Turn our electricity back on." And uh, and they, they knew I, they couldn't turn it on because the reactor now had to be shut down for series six hours because you got poison rods. Right, right. And but they they uh, somebody came in, some manager came in and said, take out some of the control rods. So they, they, they moved the control rods out. Well, nothing happened. And that's because xenon is a neutron poison. It absorbs the neutrons that are there, so then right. the neutrons cannot attack, cannot penetrate the fuel rods. Right. And unless they penetrate the fuel rods, you don't get any heating of the water. Right. You have to what's called, it's called neutron slowing. So you have what's called a slow neutron reaction causes multiple, you want to call it impacts, that starts to create a thermal reaction and causing decay. So it increases the decay rate because you slow the neutrons down by this neut- by this by the fuel rods being in place. Right, and uh, so they got another. You know, they weren't producing any electricity, so they pulled them out uh, again, and they did it about four times, and finally they, the control rods were completely out of the fuel rods, right. and they still weren't producing electricity, and then by that time, it was about a day, about just a few hours after that, the, uh, the xenon had decayed to a level so that it was no longer capturing the neutrons, and we had Chernobyl. Uh, right, so yeah, there were no- rods, rods got hot as hell, and they couldn't stop the rods from being hot as hell, and then the reactor core melted down and blew up. That's exactly what happened. Well, we have three plants in the United States that are in that same condition today. And they're at St. Lucie, Florida, Watts Bar, Tennessee, and Robinson in South Carolina. Well, what are the specific types of reactions? It's not a Mark I reactor like, like uh, Fukushima Daiichi. What would you call this reactor type? Oh, they have um, CE, and I forget what CE is. Common electron. It, it's not a. It's not a um, GE re- reactor. It's not a GE reactor. It's a CE it's reactor. Whatever. Right. That that's is. okay. That's the same thing. In other words, if I remember the type that were in Russia, they're called. Is it called graphite reactors? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So at, what happened was that they lost out offsite power. They were at thirty-five percent uh, power, and the main generator lockout. Caused the main generator to trip, resulting in a reactor trip of unit one, which means that um, because of the lockout, <laughs> I love these, you know, these people that write this, they're the real engineers, and they just lay it all out there for you. <laughs> it's not massaged by anybody. Right. Because of the lockout, power did not transfer to the startup transformers. And so both the uh, emergency diesel generator started and aligned. Uh, with the emergency buses, and then the control rods were fully inserted. But what happens is that they are now in hot standby. So they're waiting now for the xenon to decay. Right. 
Okay. That's at uh, Port Lucie, and Port Lucie is just above West Palm Beach, Florida. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe that we does, can that get... That doesn't sound like a vacation... Uh, I guess it is a vacation hotspot if you, if you have a problem in St. Lucie. Well, I think that uh, that's why I'm mentioning it on your show, is so that people can be aware that, <laughs> that uh, something is going on during your vacation. Now, the other one was Watts Bar. One of the other ones was Watts Bar, Tennessee. Yeah. And uh, it was Unit 2 that was taken down. It's a Westinghouse. And uh, so it's not uh, GE. It's in hot standby. And it had a manual trip. Now, an automatic trip is something that is built into the software that runs these nuclear power stations. A manual trip is uh, uh, done uh, by the operator seeing something and what happened was they had a loss of the uh, feed water (laughs) and so uh, the feed water system uh, uh, just didn't work there was no water coming in and uh, you have to have feed water or you uncover the uh, the uh, the fuel rods and if you uncover the fuel rods then you don't have water absorbing the heat. And so then the thing can just turn into steam and uh, blow lots of radioactives out of the uh, plant. Yeah, the plant literally becomes a steam uh, turbine uh, generator, and it, it blows the, the pressure inside the uh, chamber. gets so high, it just blows it apart, and they lose containment. Yes, they lose containment. So this, um, we, they say that they didn't lose containment. They said the manual... Uh, scram worked. Now, in this plant, Watts Bar, Tennessee, is uh, almost on the border with uh, North Carolina. So it's in the southeast corner of Tennessee. Okay? Probably not many vacationers there. And then the third one is Robinson, and it's in South Carolina. And uh, what happened was uh, they lost uh, power. They had a turbine trip uh, loss because they lost 100% of the uh, uh, power, and then they had a reactor trip. Now, this was automatically done by the by the nuclear power plant itself. And there's, uh, let's see, this one had so many uh, updates on it. This, uh, uh, this occurred on the 24th, which was two days ago, and... Uh, uh, it is in South Carolina, almost uh, in, I would say, almost in the center of South Carolina, but it's away from the ocean anyway. It's probably, it's above Columbia. It's to the northeast of Columbia, South Carolina. And there's probably, let's see, um, uh, well, the nearest town is 7,700 people. Within a 50-mile radius, there's almost a million people. And that's probably not a vacation spot either. Right. But, but St. Lucie is. And, uh, um, oh, and then the, the, uh, the one about the Arkansas nuclear tornado effects. They want, you know, we're not, the climate is changing. And I don't know if you noticed, but when we had this 
uh, tropical downpour that devastated Louisiana, the uh, supersaturated air traveled, supersaturated with water vapor, uh, traveled with, was pushed north by a low that was in eastern Texas. Now, remember, a low-pressure system rotates counterclockwise. Right. So on the side that faced Louisiana, it was it was moving north. And so it was pushing it was pushing the uh, that moisture laden air north uh, up the Mississippi River and um, and uh, as a result of that, there were tornadoes they thought that they were going to be here in Missouri, but they weren't they were in Indiana and I don't know if you saw the yeah, that was pretty devastating. I think they had something like 38 tornadoes. Only one uh, child uh, got a bad laceration. But I saw buildings and air conditioners and vehicles thrown all over the place. It was like, wow, this is like serious energy release here. Yeah, and Indiana normally isn't in Tornado Alley. Right. Well, so, you know, why do you think this is happening? Because these anomalous weather patterns mean something's happening to the whole planet. Something's happening to the solar system, and what do you, what do you posit it is? Well, uh, I think that we can say for sure that Louisiana is now tropical. Right. Now, <laughs> They're getting tropical downpours. The fact that weather systems can sit over a place. What's interesting is that historically these people didn't have flood insurance because it's not in the floodplain. And that's right. why. Yeah, and it's not in the floodplain. So these poor people, and we, we're sending financial support to them too and prayerful support. But... I mean, these are fellow Americans, and they're in an area where now extreme weather, and by the way, it can hit anywhere. It can hit Colorado, Washington State. Uh, you've got a map here for fire danger, and the extreme either excess rainfall or no rainfall, and the excess of storms and sort of lightning strikes. Most people don't realize how many lightning strikes drive and force fires all over the country. Lightning is a big thing. Besides pyromaniacs, lightning is like number one in terms of turning on you know wildfires in weird places. Yes, and I, we just went through the Perseid meteor shower, and we had, um, what happens when a meteor, when, it, when you see a shooting star, is that the upper la- layers of the troposphere get ionized, which is good for ham radio operators and, and other communication uh, companies, because they can bounce their signal off that ionized air. It's like the D layer of the ionosphere moves into the top of the troposphere. Right. Yeah, so what happened was uh, that, uh, that, that we did have a lot of ionization in the air, and what happens then is that you get more lightning. And we did have tremendous lightning, and you're right, a lot of the forest fires in the west, uh, in the Rocky Mountains, and even in the Cascades and, and Sierra Nevadas, were caused by lightning. Right. Now, I think there's a tie-in with the extreme weather. And the earthquakes, because it's not just the one in central Italy. You've got an earthquake map here that we'll talk about when we come back from the break. Yeah. Uh, and a lot more. You've got to visit twiland.info. We'll be back in just a minute, and we'll be doing some videos this weekend with some major updates on a bunch of these shows. Back in a minute. You, your
your husband, your wife, your children. We all need food. And with dozens of food storage companies buying up airtime all over radio, it's hard for you to know which company you can actually trust. Hey folks, John Stepmiller here. We at RBN understand, which is why I personally searched out a storable food company and one with similar core values to us here at RBN and of course you, the listener. Well, I found such a company. I'd like to introduce you to Numana Food Storage. Numana Food Storage, highly nutritious, GMO-free, contains no aspartame, no high fructose corn syrup, has no chemical preservatives or soy, and Numana Food Storage has a 25-year shelf life. To back up my claims, we've made Numana Food Storage the exclusive food sponsor of RBN. Call 888-597-0775, 888-597-0775. Order online at numanarepublic.com. That's N-U-M-A-N. NNARepublic.com. Food storage you'll love to eat. While the large majority of Americans have never heard of cryptocurrency, it is the medium of exchange of the future that has already begun. On the other hand, the large majority of RBN listeners are very aware of the corruption within the Fed and the trillions in counterfeit money and credit it has created. Well, would you like to do something about this? OneCoin, the fastest growing company of any kind in world history, will pay you to help do away with the Federal Reserve. Henry Ford didn't invent the automobile, but he surely developed many great improvements in the industry. In 1927, talking pictures made silent movies obsolete overnight, and email has practically done away with the need for or fax machine. With cryptocurrency, Bitcoin became the pioneer in 2009. But now OneCoin, as the first ever gold-backed cryptocurrency, has moved to the top of the industry in only two years, and its impact on the financial world could be devastating to the Fed. Bill Gates and Richard Branson and all the jillionaires are already acknowledging that this system of paying for goods and services is becoming what will be recognized as the new worldwide reserve currency. For more information, call Pat Shannon at 601-212-0911. Again, that's Pat Shannon at 601-212-0911. People love to shop. What if you could shop and it was actually good for you? What if you could actually purchase items that bettered your life? What goes into your body is important to what quality of life you have. How about shopping for items that better your health? GetTheTea.com is that shopping place. We're not only tea, even though that's our number one seller. We are about helping your health. There's Colostrum LD for those of you with autoimmune troubles. The product helps your stomach get on track. GI problems produce pain. Get relief with Colostrum LD. How about some fat burners or maybe some joint aid or a power cleanse? There's so much to tell you with very little time. So get help health-wise at getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Or you can call our friendly operators at 928-308-0408. That's 928-308-0408. Get help and relief by going shopping. Shop at getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Serving people with great products for over eight years. Getthetea.com. answers here from the Neutral Medical Report from Ann Morrison in her blog, Twiland.info. And we open up issues, by the way, and talk about things that are we are qualified to talk about. 
which no one else on the blogosphere and internet or regular media is. So you're going to hear the facts here. We don't have all the answers, but we have some really darn good questions and pathways to find the answers on things that are pretty anomalous. What we are doing is identifying anomalous things like extreme climate, volcanism, earthquakes like the one in central Italy, uh, and let's continue because I think there's some things going on that, in my suspicion, haven't happened for many millennia. Exactly. I just want to talk about this. Um, anyway, the NRC, the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, you know, they they didn't think about tornadoes in the, on the East Coast. But uh, we've seen them. And so they finally put a study together and they looked at uh, what an effect a tornado would have on a nuclear power plant. And uh, during that analysis, they, they discovered that the tornado winds were not the problem. The problem were the missiles, the things that were being right. torn up from the ground and carried around by the, by the uh, winds and at a high speed. And these included concrete blocks, and some of them would actually be able to penetrate uh, through the roof and into the uh, nuclear power plant itself. Right. So I, I give gonna... you an example. I, I traveled through a lot in Oklahoma years ago. And it had just been a tornado the previous couple of days, and I actually walked up to a telephone pole, which is, you know, these, these kind of poles that are, you know, they're lathered up with all kinds of oil, whatever. And it was a shard of grain that was shoved through the pole at probably 200 miles an hour or more. And it went from one side of the pole to the other. And I couldn't believe it. I said, oh, my God, if you wrote there and that piece of grain hit you, it would penetrate you like a high-velocity missile, like, a, like an arrow or a bolt from a crossbow, and it would be like, <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, these missiles are serious. So some of them are really big, or some of them are extremely sharp, or the velocities are probably off the scale. That you, you know, They'd say it's 170 miles an hour, but there are surges of wind that may be over 200 miles an hour. Exactly. So the, anyway, they, they did this test down at the Arkansas Nuclear One power plant, which is right in the middle of Arkansas, absolutely right in the middle. And uh, so I was glad to see that they at least are starting to study the effect of tornadoes on, on nuclear power plants, uh, although I, I am not surprised that they didn't consider that when they built them. I think that they should have had some safety engineers uh, involved in the design of these nuclear power plants. Okay, the other thing was that there are people who fabricate, fabricate uranium fuel. And Westinghouse does that. And uh, what they do is, is they turn it into little pellets, and then they put the pellets in the fuel rods. And so then they ship the fuel rods around. And uh, what happened was that in their, in their plant design, they had a, uh, uh, they had a, um, a vent that the uranium had to go through and it, it made a turn. That's called an elbow when you've got a, a vent that turns. And um, because there was a, an elbow there, the uh, wind flow slowed down. And what happens when, the, when a uh, fluid slows down is that it drops things. And right. that's, just, that's just the nature of fluids. And so what happened was they got uranium buildup, and pretty soon they couldn't. <laughs> their system stopped working. Okay. Yeah. I don't know whether you or I would have built uh, a pipe with an elbow in it that, that was going to be handling uh, uranium, but they did. 
and uh, this was in uh, very close to Columbia, South Carolina. So that's where that was. Well, All right. Very, why, why is this? It? I mean, this is normal, you know, fluid dynamic equations and so on that any physicist or, uh, you know, hydrologist or somebody dealing with, uh, you know, weather yeah. systems would know. I mean, it's like, excuse me, uh, why do you do this? Yeah, exactly. They, you know, doesn't make sense. Nope. You know, uh, as I found out a long time ago, there's mistakes and there's accidents. This is just a mistake. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Would odors, mold, and mildew describe your basement or crawl space? It doesn't have to be that way. Transform them into a fresh, healthy, usable one with the technologically advanced Wave Moisture Control Units. The computerized operation maximizes moisture control and also expels harmful radon, combustion gases, and numerous other pollutants. Dehumidifiers are old technology that do nothing for air quality and waste energy. Wave units are intelligent, self-monitoring, do not need maintenance, and will save you hundreds in electricity. Wave units are still running effectively. Effectively over 15 years, they've been tested and installed in public and military housing and by property managers nationwide. Buy a unit now, and if your home is not fresher and drier, you can return it for a full refund for up to 12 months. What have you got to lose? Call now. 1-888-618-WAVE. 1-888-618-WAVE. Or visit MyDryHome.com. That's MyDryHome.com. Wave Home Solutions for a healthy, comfortable home. As a regular listener to Republic Broadcasting, you certainly understand the times and circumstances that we are living in. You certainly understand that the good times are over, and you certainly understand what we are heading for. Though we do not know what exactly is going to happen, we must assume that it's going to be a disaster. Are you prepared for that mess? Go to www.bugoutpanama.net and get the necessary information on our growing community of awake and prepared individuals just like you. At www.bugoutpanama.net, you will learn how we are preparing on our farm, Finca Bayano, for what is coming. Emigrate while you still can to our village, where survival is of the utmost importance. Prepare. Don't despair. At www.bugoutpanama.net.
Without the right accessories, any guy can be off the mark. Whether you've invested thousands in your arsenal or you own a single trusted firearm, a visit to aroutfitting.com is in order. It's one of the finest online selections of tactical optics and AR parts and add-ons, like EOTech, quick target acquisition with no peripheral loss. Browse the full range of Nikon scopes and binoculars. AirOutfitting.com can illuminate your world with streamlight gun-mounted lights from keychain to large handhelds up to 1,100 lumens. Find some stability with Battenfield Tactical Bipods. AirOutfitting.com has CMMG gun parts, barrels, assemblies, handguards, part kits, and more. Plus magful clips and magazines. I know I've got you excited, so take a breath. Head to AirOutfitting.com. The site's super easy to navigate and features a ton of technical info, including links to manuals. We also welcome vendor and manufacturer inquiries. Remember, if you don't see it, we can get it at AirOutfitting.com. became more and more fearful and more, oh my God, uh, agitated. Tell me about this chart. This is nuclear power plant. We're going to do, by the way, live stream tomorrow on a bunch of these talks over the last few weeks because we were held up with some tech issues. Uh, these videos are going to be very valuable because they're going to explain to you in exquisite detail, painful detail, a number of issues, whether it's biosecurity, nuclear plant uh, waste, radioactive waste mismanagement, like that plant in Wisconsin where there's three other plants and there's a giant radiation spike. The reason why that spike of radiation is present is because of mis- probably mi- serious mismanagement of plants that are already, quote, turned off or in mothballs, but remember, they need maintenance. So, Ed, please, let's explain this chart, because this is, like, uh, beyond scary. This is beyond scary, and I didn't know about this. Uh, by the way, most of this came from an editorial that was written by Robert Alvarez mm-hmm. uh, this year, about a week ago. So this is current information, and he's a senior uh, physicist, and right. he seems to know what he's talking about. Anyway, uh, we have, you know, we have so many nuclear power plants around the country. Most of them are on the East Coast, and uh, now we're having a major radioactive waste management problem because uh, we don't have Yucca Mountain, and nobody wants a train. Uh, going through their town at night, uh, carrying radioactive spent fuel uh, when they don't know what where it's going. <laughs> and they even put them on trucks. And I know it was a big deal when they said, well, we'll, we'll, we'll go on 70. And, uh, you know, 70 goes right through the middle of Missouri. And Missouri spoke up and said, no, you're not going to, you know, no, 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 no. <laughs> you're not going to do that <laughs> because these things... Some of the radioactive daughters are gases. Well, you can't contain a radioactive gas. Right. And, um, and uh, 
So then they said, oh, we'll send it out 40. And I think that's what they finally did. But no, they were all. East West? 40 and East West. East, 40 is also East West, yes. Yeah, yeah the, by the way, the I 70 is the one where <clears throat> I was called in a specific incident in 1997 as appointment under Reserve Admiral John Hughes. And it was a Superfund site accident. What happened is the truck containing radioactive waste from the Utah plant to, from Texas, uh, carrying them up to the Utah destruction plant, uh, went through the I-70, and as it went through the mountains, it actually hit black ice and slid off. And <gasps> we had to put cables on it to pull it so it didn't fall into the Colorado River. And it was literally a 4,000-foot drop to drop in the Colorado River. We managed to stop it. And what it was, a, it was like a scariest as hell thing was these, these truckers and these guys, riggers, trying to rig it with cables to pull it back up onto the road. And uh, afterward, of course, everybody was freaked out, and there were government officials and everything. And, of course, I had to give them a testimony. They were freaked out by that. And, of course, we had the issue on Rocky Flats where NOVA, which is the – I did the entry and exit exams for all the NOVA engineers going out there to do testing. It turned out they had a chain-link fence around the area, and people were out there kind of just hiking around and – looking at the scenery, and uh, they did testing of the groundwater and the soil and so on, and there were uh, basically radioactive containers containing liquid radioactive waste, including uh, plutonium. There was an open area without even a roof over it, and when they tested the soil right down to the granite uh, under uh, burden, heading toward the North Platte River, it was 10 million times more radioactive than they thought, so they were supposed to, they should have been out there with full rad suits on, but they were lied to by the previous company, which is a contract company worked for Shell Oil that did the assessments previously of the area. So you have to understand that there's accidents happening all the time. They're not doing proper precautions. They don't have special double containers, so they can't leak. And uh, they have accidents by putting them in trucks, for example, that can slide off the freeway in black ice and in you know misty conditions in the middle of the winter. And God help us if it got if that had gotten into the uh, north, you know, the Colorado River, it would have poisoned water all the way down to San Diego. Well, that's kind of scary. Yeah, very scary. <laughs> People need to know these things happen, but you're not going to hear it on the news. Oh no, no, no! And in fact, they'll threaten us. They threaten me that if you talk about it, we'll kill you. Well, come on, bring it on, idiots, because we're not afraid of you. Well, I'm just going to say this. Standing within a meter, that's a yard, standing within a yard of a typical spent fuel nuclear, now this is spent nuclear fuel assembly, guarantees a lethal radiation dose in minutes. Ooh, that'll ruin your day. That'll ruin yeah. So, uh, yeah, they use uh, people that are not properly informed. In one of my jobs when I was working on the Superfund site, uh, one time the uh, surveys, the uh, surveyor came to see me because he knew I was a honest person. <laughs> and, and he said that he had been told to, uh, to uh, well, survey an, an entryway. And, uh, and we knew that there was ra- uh, rad- radon. Uh, in there, and so I explained to him that he did, he had the right to refuse that job until he was properly um, dressed, until he had um, a rad suit on. A rad suit. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, because there's no place for these nuclear power plants to transfer their spent fuel rods 
assemblies, they're spent fuel rods, and uh, they, they, so what they're doing is they're storing them uh, in interim storage at the commercial reactor sites for an indefinite yeah, so, future. So the average uh, reactor that's what I call post geriatric has 60 plus years of radioactive spent fuel rods that are hot as hell and are getting more dangerous as time goes on and they're sitting on site. Well, this is a, um, what happened, and I don't know when it happened, and I don't know who authorized it, but apparently they have changed the amount of U-35, uranium-235, that is in the uh, fuel rod, and it's called high burn-up nuclear fuel, and it's used in most of the nuclear power plants in the United States. Right. And uh, this is uh, this high burn-up nuclear fuel uh, uh, was not addressed. I mean, no, you know, at the be- in the beginning, sixty years ago, there was no no thought that they were going to increase the amount of U two thirty five in the fuel rods. Right. And so they said, "Well, okay, we'll put them in a uh, spent fuel rod uh, pool." for five years, and by that time they'll be cool enough that we'll be able to move them by truck or rail. Right. Well, they've now increased the amount of uranium-235 in the fuel rods, and even a, uh, a slight increase will increase the years, the number of years, uh, for that fuel to become in the pool I mean, that means you have to circulate the water in the pool and you have to replace it because you have to keep it cooler. I mean, otherwise the, the water would just boil off. Right. Uh, and uh, so you have to have feed water that's going into this spent fuel rod pool. And um, uh, they're estimating now that if, if they went from, let's say they started with a uh, uh, 30 uh, uh they well, they have a, their own metric. But let's say they started with it's not thirty percent U two thirty five, but let's say, just say it is. And if they uh, go to sixty instead of five years, uh, it's going to take twenty six years. So that's five times as much. Wow! So they double it, and uh, <laughs> they multiply the number of years that it remains hot uh, by five. So this is a this is a problem because they hadn't addressed. How they're going? They just did it, okay? <laughs> they just did it, and um, so they use uh, they, the nuclear power plants use a uranium fuel that has a percentage of its key fissionable isotope, that's uranium two thirty five, increased or enriched from what is found in natural uranium ore deposits. Well, we all know that the uh, level of rich, enrichment. Uh, allowed the U.S. nuclear power plants to operate for approximately 12 months between, 12 months is one year, between refueling. However, it's very expensive to refuel because you have to take all the rods out and put them in the spent fuel rod pools, and uh, then you have to get new ones. So what they've been doing, and I don't know who authorized it, like I said, I don't, I don't know that the public has been told about this, but the U.S. Um, uh, utilities have begun using what's called high burn-up fuel. And so this fuel 
uh, contains a higher percentage of the uranium-235. So uh, that allows the reactor operators to, for instance, double the amount of time the fuel can be used, reducing the frequency of costly refueling outages. Now, doesn't that sound like a bean counter? Yeah. That's a bean counter assessment. <laughs> there's, there's no... Uh, in, uh, there's no industrial health here at all. There's, you know, there's right. <laughs> so the switch to the high burn-up fuel has been a um, major contributor to higher capacity factors and lower operating cost. So that makes us more competitive. Um, and the NRC has 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 agreed to this, but the Electrical Power Research Institute which is uh, affectionately known as NERC, uh, says that, uh, that, uh, that there can be a severe economic penalties because they have no way to get rid of it. I mean, it's going to sit in the... They're going to have to operate that spent fuel pool for uh, a much longer time. And, uh, and the heat is going to be higher than it would be with the regular... Well, they started out with right. In other words, going to stay hot and be hotter longer. Yes, and um, so uh, what happens is that let's see. A particular concern is the effect on the cladding that contains it in the fuel assemblies used in commercial reactors. Uh, the cladding uh, may not be relied upon as the primary barrier to prevent the escape of radioactivity. Why, why is that? Is it because of neutron annealing where the neutrons affect the crystal structure of the cladding material? Well, they when they when they design the primary barriers, the cladding of the um, of the fuel rods. Right. Uh, uh, they they hadn't they hadn't calculated that they that there the fuel rods were going to contain more U-235. Right, so because if there's more neutron flux, though, the annealing will break the actual physical structure down, too. Yes, and in fact, it says that, let's see, the, uh, uh, the, the cladding thickness of the used fuel is reduced and the hydrogen-based rust forms on the zirconium metal used for the cladding, and this thinning can cause the cladding to become brittle and fail. Yeah, and I would say it's a very high risk right now. Very high risk, yes. And um, then the, it says that the cladding, uh, it, it thins out and it elongates. Yeah. So, so even uh, transferring it, these can cause the cladding to break, and now you can have a critical reaction just by moving it. Exactly. So not only do you have to, you're, you're dealing with spent fuel rods that are hotter. You know, right. they're they're producing more heat than they than they used to because they have a different composition. They have more uranium two thirty five, and it's high burn up fuel, and the waste. Uh, you know, you have to cool it longer, and during that time that you're cooling it, <laughs> the cladding may break. And uh, so then you can't contain the radioactivity. Wow. Yeah, and so, so they're words, saying... Uh, this is the worst of all possible worlds. So all these plants where they're sitting there for 50 or 60 years, moving the rods actually caused more danger than leaving the damn things alone. And what you got to do is take the containers and then put a new 
neutron flux, uh, if you want to call it stabilizer, like say hyperosmolar uh, forms of, 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 uh, of um, boron, which is a very good uh, neutron flux, uh, if you want to call it blocker. And then you have to put hyperosmolar boron in all these fuel rod assemblies just so the neutron flux won't cause when the cladding breaks it to go critical and blow up. So you can well, have a dirty bomb. One- all, these, all these, basically, these fuel rod assemblies are, in a sense, dirty bombs. And if you move them, they can go boom. Right. And the NRC's current regulatory guidance concedes that data is not currently available supporting the safe transportation of high-burn spent nuclear fuel. Wow. So, uh, you know, rattling around in the train is not good. I would say something a little bit creative. Let these new, for example, this new military uh, aircraft that they built, it's a, it's, uh, it was helium, and they disassembled, reassembled it, I think, in Great Britain. Uh, these kind of aircraft would be perfect because they can fly over mountains and so on. They won't shake or rattle these things. They need to actually upgrade the fuel rod assembly transfer containers so that they don't have a neutron flux uh, switch when the cladding breaks down. And then they need to have a transport mechanism to get them to a, one or more central places on the planet where it's a deep mine like a zinc or uh, one of these deep, deep, deep mines that's you know, so far down it's never going to get uh, back up to the surface of the water table, you know, miles down, and uh, is in special containers so that if something geologically does happen, you're not going to end up with a whole lot of neutron flux fuel broken down from broken containers now causing a critical reaction because that's the other danger. Like at the uh, the whip reactor system in New Mexico, those whip reactors basically uh, the containers didn't properly contain it because they had kitty litter in it that didn't maintain neutron flux. And what happened is the as the containers broke down, they started you know blasting each other with neutrons, increasing the chances of a critical reaction and blowing up. And they also well, put that radioactive waste out into the fracking field because they're literally less than a mile away away from hundreds of fracking drilling sites fracking the heck out of the, of the plane and now we've got radioactive waste in the oil and gas fields. Well, after reading this article, I'm not sure that they didn't have some uh, <laughs> some of this this uh, special fuel. Right. Guarantee they did. I mean, it, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like flipping the two-headed coin. You know it's going to come up heads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um yeah, high burn up. They may have had some of this high burn up spent fuel in whip. They may have added it. Or it may have become high burn up because it's just sitting there still. Yeah. Just sitting there will turn into high burn up, right? Just sitting there, yeah. Just sitting there. We are the American Freedom Party. This is the most urgent time in the history of Western civilization. In the year 1900, white people of European descent comprised 35% of the world population. Today it is less than 9% and falling fast. Europe is being overrun with Middle Eastern immigrants, and America's founding stock is rapidly being replaced with third world peoples from around the globe. For the last 50 years, every influential institution in this nation, our schools and universities, our media, our churches and our employers, have promoted policies and principles that teach whites to be ashamed of their great heritage and birthright. We, who in the 1950s, the 1960s, and 1970s were the world's dominant force, are now so afraid of being called racist that we were quailing towards irrelevance and extinction. Join the American Freedom Party today. Reach us at theamericanfreedomparty.us or call us at 701-317-5317. Paid for by the American Freedom Party.
You, your husband, your wife, your children, we all need food. And with dozens of food storage companies buying up airtime all over radio, it's hard for you to know which company you can actually trust. Hey folks, John Stattmiller here. We at RBN understand, which is why I personally searched out a storable food company and one with similar core values to us here at RBN and of course you, the listener. Well, I found such a company. I'd like to introduce you to Numana Food Storage. Numana Food Storage, highly nutritious, GMO-free, contains no aspartame, no high fructose corn syrup, has no chemical preservatives or soy, and Numana Food Storage has a 25-year shelf life. To back up my claims, we've made Numana Food Storage the exclusive food sponsor of RBN. Call 888-597-0775, 888-597-0775. Order online at numanarepublic.com. That's N-U-M-A-N. NNARepublic.com. Food storage you'll love to eat. Imagine a pill that can improve your focus, your memory, your sleep. A catalyst to improve your brain chemistry. Dr. Bill's Cognition Plus is truly the smarter in an hour pill. A combination of amino acids, trace minerals, and B vitamins, Cognition Plus is made with specialized herbal extracts that will enhance and support brain function. Our customers say, I feel more focused. My memory's getting better. I can work longer with more useful hours. Power up your neurotransmitters that have been depleted, like dopamine and norepinephrine. Simulate the release of others, like serotonin and oxytocin. Improve circulation and energy production. Protect your mind and your loved ones today. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Cognition Plus at 888-212-8871 or go online to NutriMedical.com. That's 888-212-8871 or NutriMedical.com. Hi, this is Dr. Bill Deagle of the Nutramedical Report. Broadcast from 12 to 3, Monday to Friday, Central Standard Time. We cover medical issues, geopolitical, spiritual, and others. And you're welcome to call in. on one other thing that I'd like you to open up and because this week there's a lot of stories now in Florida where they're trying to, to close down and narrow the zone of Zika virus danger. Uh, the other day I had uh, Tim Alexander and he was quoting um, Mike Adams from Natural News. Mike is not qualified to speak. He needs to shut the heck up. When they say that it's only caused by toxic pesticides, which by the way are really damn toxic for the central nervous system and genotoxic, it's not the cause, and you can't exclude Zika virus, which has 15 base pair changes out of 10,000. And the changes occurred after the double-stranded DNA change, which changed the host mosquitoes and host animals because it's a jumping transposon genes. And I'm the first to write and, and show this theory, which can easily be proven, by the way. Uh, if the increasing level of oxidative stress causes RNA viruses to mutate up to 10,000 times faster and become more pathogenic, it means we have a gene plague besides the Zika virus problem, 
And by the way, the spraying does not kill the mosquitoes where they are because you can live in a droplet of water on a container on your counter inside your house. So they're not going to get rid of the Zika virus uh, transmitting mosquitoes. They're going to get rid of other organisms, and the toxic pesticides are bad. But Zika virus on its own affects what's called UPR, unfolding protein response of the endoplasmic reticulum, and it's neurotropic, so it causes death of nerve cells. We now are suspicious that in some people it may persist in their CNS and cause multifocal leukoencephalopathy and form similar to Alzheimer's disease. It can cause neurodegeneration of the eye. It can exist in sexual organs like the ovaries and testes. And it can be in what they call remote sites like your bone marrow and cause thrombocytopenia. And you can bleed out months later even if your plasma shows no sign of Zika. So this is scary stuff. And the worst thing even than Zika, believe it or not, is the gene plague, which means if there's increased host uh, oxidative stress. And this research went on to... uh, uh, back in the 60s where they discovered in Baton Rouge, Louisiana when they're doing their cyclotron research for pathogen generation. And by the way, uh, the so-called assassin of John F. Kennedy was actually a bioweaponeer. People don't know that, do they? Mm-hmm. So they, need under- they need to understand that this is extremely dangerous. Uh, it's the gene plague as well as Zika, and there's other viruses and pathogens probably on their way. All right, I, I have a comment on the oxidative stress. One reason that we can be sure that we are now, that human beings and the whole biosphere is under oxidative stress is because they're selling mattresses that will increase the amount of oxygen that you breathe while you're sleeping. Really? They are. They're advertising them here on the television. Wow, that's interesting. Well, the interesting, that is just a, that's that's just an indicator. That's just one swallow. Wow. We're going to cover a lot more of this and expand on it with the pictures and everything uh, tomorrow. So sign up for the live stream. You'll get a notification when we're doing a live program. If you want to make a comment, just go to Skype, sign into Nutramedical 1, Nutramedical number 1, and just send a message by Skype to us. Uh, if it's a really interesting question, I'll even respond by uh, asking to come on air and actually mention the question on air. Thank you, man. Amazing program. Scary program. Uh, this is not a B-movie. I guess I should change the title of Twilight, but this is not a B-movie. <laughs> no, this is X, X, X. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is scary stuff. But, you know, the truth you, always is the start of optimism starts with truth and a plan to survive and thrive. Back in a moment with Firing Line. You don't want to miss it. The host with the most, Michelle, is here with your questions and comments on health, wellness, and spiritual issues. We'll be right back. IRA and 401k account holders. Are you crossing your fingers for the stock market to continue its bull run or hoping for a miracle to pay off our $19 trillion national debt? American Bullion wants you to think for a moment. If we go through another significant stock market correction and things begin to unravel, you could suffer some serious losses. On the other hand, gold is a proven long-term asset that could hedge and protect your retirement accounts from getting washed away. Call American Bullion now and let them show you how easy it is to transfer your existing IRA or roll over your 401k into a gold IRA. American Bullion has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and is a leader in gold IRAs. With just one call, their experts can explain everything there is to know and get you started with a free gold IRA guide. Call 1-800-545-2525. Save your retirement. Call American Bullion now at 1-800-545-2525. That's 1-800-545-2525. This is RBN. 
the Republic Broadcasting Network. Thank you.